I stepped in the piss. Aww. Yeah. It's alright. What's up and welcome to Broside Broadcast. My name's Derek. And my name is Blake. And today we are taking a little look into the future and talking about some of the things we're looking forward to in 2023 as far as music, movies, Netflix series, maybe Hulu series, and just things like that goes. There's a lot of things I'm subscribed to. I'm not sure I'm subscribed to them anymore because... I usually start my subscriptions at the beginning of the year. I pay for yeah. the year. And I know that with HBO Max, I'm very much looking forward to The Last of Us. Yes, that actually dropped today. I, well, I haven't checked it out yet, and I will. Neither but have I. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a zombie meets... Like a horror. I mean, I know like zombies yeah. horror already, but right. like it's it's a little bit extra, it seems. I don't know. I've not played the game. I think I've played it. I think I might have played like the level one of it mm-hmm. and then stopped because I couldn't get it because I'm not very much a gamer. We know this. But what I do know is that the producers or directors for from Chernobyl, if I'm pronouncing that right, I think it's Chernobyl. Yeah. I love everything Chernobyl. If you've listened to episodes in the past, I really gush about how I love Chernobyl, but... They produced this, and you put Chernobyl with zombies, and I'm totally in. And for those of you who listened to last week's episode, you'll know that we're back into talking about music, and later in this episode, we're going to get into some of our 2022 Spotify rap stats, so stick around for that. But with that said, and talking about last week... Are you still listening to your top 10 songs of 2022, any? Derek, that's actually the only thing I've been listening to music-wise because I've been listening to podcasts more. Okay. But if I've listened to music, it actually was only my playlist. Okay, so did you go listen to mine, any? Because I've been throwing yours on. So we've both been listening to each other's playlist. From your playlist, I have to say that... Made to Please is one of my favorites. Really <laughs> like that one. Right on. That's the one I would hope you would like the most out of all of them. Night of Silence, another favorite. And I have to say I have some mm-hmm. strong feelings against Finn McKinty. No offense to you, Finn, if you happen to <laughs> listen to this, but you're wrong. And I have a rant about that in a future episode, but we okay. won't get into that today. I had questions. And, uh, I have to say, so like Night of Silence got me to go back to listen to uh, their 2021 album. Is that right? That's correct. But they had a deluxe reissue. Yes. And it's Electric Twilight. I love that Mm -hmm. song. It's so well done. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to gush on on your part. (laughs) Well, I've gone back to James and the Shame the most. It's the one thing that you've talked about that I wish I would have put on my my top 10. So it's the music I listen to the most. But you did say that the first half of James and the Shame album was your favorite and the second half didn't jive as well. I like the whole thing. 
I think that's part of my like ADHD inability to sit down mm-hmm. for like a consecutive album length anymore. Well, you made a good point that the first half doesn't resonate as well as the second half does, and I, I get that, but... Well, flip-flop, the first half is like full steam energy, all bangers and everything, and the second half, it's still good. It just doesn't keep that energy from me. The True Blood song kicks in and changes the tone a little bit. The pace definitely changes. I get it. I get it. But I did want to shout out Joe from our Discord server. You were the first to listen to the episode, give us feedback, and you really seem to uh, like the song. So I'm glad we uh, could give you those episodes and hopefully some new songs to listen to also. Yeah, Joe was really enthusiastic about the episode and hey, go Bills. He is our resident Discord (laughs) fan for the NFL. We're trying to get him into the NBA. He says the 76ers could be his team. That's what I'm in favor for, much better than the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I'm glad you do. I do. No one else probably knows. (laughs) Well, maybe they do now. Maybe my coach... His name's actually also Joe, so hey, Joe, if you're and listening. And he listens to the show. See, he's on prep right now. He He's a bodybuilder and everything, mm-hmm. so he, he needs a podcast to listen to while he's on the treadmill. Which is what you're doing right now. Well, I'm just doing the opposite. I'm doing a bulk. He's doing right. a cut. You have a plan. You have a diet. The more of the story is, people named Joe tend to be cool people. Joe cool. Like Joe Burrow. With that said, let's get into... Things that at least half of our audience is familiar with. Not sports. Not sports. <laughs> but that is uh, movies releasing in 2023. Oh, yeah. So, is there anything that you're looking forward to? Well, if, if anyone has listened to the podcast whenever we were doing more media ventures, everyone knows that I was basically into the Scream franchise which I never left the Scream franchise. And one year after Scream 5, we were getting Scream 6. Mm-hmm. I could not be more excited because every release of Scream, I've been to the theater to watch. See, I'm the exact opposite. I've only seen the first one, I think. And then last year, you had talked about Scream 5 and everything. I didn't check it out because I would imagine you need to watch all of them. Am I right? To get the continuity? Right. There is a continuity because it's not watching like Friday the 13th where yeah. it's just a slasher flick. Right. People are being murdered for sure, but there's a little more to it. See, I thought the first one was really done well, so I enjoyed it. And now that there's a sixth one coming out, you know, they're releasing these like frequently enough now. It's like, okay, well, now's a good time. There's six of these go watch and maybe pick up a new franchise I like. Well, if you're starting from the the original, the first one, I would encourage everyone to watch all of them. It's definitely one of the number one horror movies to just binge through. It it won't take you long, I promise. And the mask is like one of the most iconic things in Oh, horror. it's iconic. So. For sure. And it's very it's it's scary. You don't Yeah. There's no there's no way that you're going to be in a room with 
Ghostface, which is what yeah. it's called. Growing up for myself, I called it the Scream Mask until around this time in my life, they gave it the name Ghostface, mm-hmm. which I, fe- I find is appropriate, but you don't want to be in the room alone with that and yeah. a cleaver. Uh, well, I don't think Ghostface ever had a cleaver, but he's had a knife and you don't want to yeah. be in there. But there's a different setting in, in Scream 6 where they're not in Woodsboro anymore. And Woodsboro is the town that all these murders happened in the first place. Is that the tagline of the movie? We're not in Woodsboro anymore. Is it? Because I could, if I could see not, that being the tagline. <laughs> it's like uh, we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah. And then the tornado happens, but it doesn't because it's not uh, Wizard of Oz. That that would be that would it's be a tornado cute. of Ghostface and everyone's well, just dressed up as Ghostface and you don't know who the actual person is. Well, you're right in that because they're in New York now. Okay. And it's Halloween. Halloween Day is what I'm getting from all the news from Scream 6. And we don't know who Ghostface is. There could be multiple mm-hmm. murderers or killers. Because, spoiler alert, that was the case in the first Scream. Yeah, there was more than we know. Well, uh, Stu and Billy... I mean, if you've not watched it by now, you probably don't care. There's no spoilers here. <laughs> yeah. This is spoiler free. You know, if you haven't watched Scream, stop listening <laughs> right now. Go check it out. Come back. You'll you'll be all right. It's okay. I'm a student of this also. So Blake is educating me about the Scream franchise. It, it's just one of my favorite franchises. There's so much more to it. There's characters that are coming back who we are aware that are coming back and there's characters that we are assuming might come back. So there's Kirby, which is her name is Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Panettiere. She was in scream four and she died maybe, but we don't, we don't really know. We're not really sure, but she's coming back. So we know that she's alive. She could potentially be one of the killers in the, in the film. We're not sure. There's a lot of speculation but the most speculation that we have is Stu Mocker. Is he coming back? You know, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. That would be very interesting. I think he's coming back. He's old now, by the way. Yeah, he's got to be like, he's definitely in his 40s. But if the people who are making these movies are listening to the, the internet and paying attention, then they will bring him back. And I'm pretty sure they're going to bring him back. It's just in what way will they bring him back and not disappoint? Well, you have me excited for that. And you don't have to wait much longer because it comes out March 10th. So less than two months now. The thing about that is there's always been like a speculation of when is it too soon to release a horror film? I say never personally. It's always a good time, right? Yeah. Scream has always fallen in the February, like before summer category, and it's always done well for them. So I believe that this film releasing at the time it will, would just do very well for him, regardless if it's Scream or not. Keep your eyes out for that. If you go watch it, let us know what you think of it. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it once we uh, get to watch it ourselves and everything. But for me... The movie that I'm looking forward to in 2023 had to wait a little bit longer, but it's uh, the Exorcism reboot. 
I'm actually very excited that you chose a horror film as well. I've actually not like watched all of the movies like in this franchise. I wasn't really even really aware that they had done multiples of these. I just knew of the one from the 70s, which it's actually coming up on its 50th anniversary this year. Okay, so you haven't really paid attention to most of these, but it's something that you're excited to see like yeah, because like I saw the uh, one from the 70s mm-hmm. and I think it does everything right that a horror movie does. Mm-hmm. And to me that's really interesting to think that something that was done 50 years ago had such an impact on the genre and I liked it. It was creepy as hell and I think it sets high standards for what a horror movie should be. I think this one for horror fans is really anticipated. I don't know about you, but I also just like possession movies <laughs> because it's interesting to see like how are they going to like take it down or whatever. I mean, obviously exorcism, but like mm-hmm. what's this demon want? What's its identity? And what's the family drama behind it? Well, this is one I heard about that will take it take the level higher. And I haven't really paid attention paid attention to too many of the details of this one, but I know that they're going to elevate the elements of the horror in vain of what you saw in the seventies. Well now one, you weren't you, you weren't there in the seventies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see the uh, first exorcism until maybe five or six years ago, which thankfully my wife is like into horror movies too. So like that's something we can always agree on. It's like there is this horror movie coming out. As long as it looks decent, we'll go check it out. So when is like the right time to watch horror movies? Is that something like you'll go to first? As long as it's not something called uh, The Bye Bye Man. Because that actually came up in my memories that we watched that what? like a few years ago. Yeah, there was this I've movie never called heard of that. The Bye Bye Man. And then there's another movie called Lights Out. Which Bye that Bye was Man, that sounds like my father. <laughs> uh, group chat, inside jokes. <laughs> a little inappropriate for the show, so we won't mention it here. Maybe okay. a little insensitive also, but... But apparently this is going to be a trilogy, so that's interesting. I don't think that's necessary, so I'm not sure how I feel about that. But the uh, mother that was in the original is going to be in this one. I'm and Blake's to, still I'm dying laughing. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> the joke is that America's Got Talent is bringing back, like, the best of the best. Bring it up. And, yeah. <laughs> That's the point. That's the so point. So our friend Justin, and good friend, you know, not he's got a beard. All, all in lighthearted fun, but come on, a lot of these people that come on these shows have stories. Justin made the uh, like quote: "My mom died of cancer, and my dad left for milk <laughs> and ciggies." But anyway, here's me singing a song. And then I replied, also in my own quotes, my mom died from milk. Milk. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad left me for cancer and I smoked ciggies. I'm losing it. So that's why Blake's dying laughing. I can't. But I can. I'm a professional podcaster. (laughs) Oh, man. 
But with all that said, the uh, other thing that I'm looking forward to this year is The Mandalorian Season 3, and that releases on March 1st. Don't think I really have to explain too much on that. Not that I really know anything about the season, but I do have uh, The Mandalorian and Grogu tattooed on my forearm, so... Take that with what you will about how I feel about the Mandalorian. Well, when it comes to a tattoo, I mean, you're pretty much glorifying the fact of what you really like. Yes. And and something. And all the time, like, I get compliments on it and stuff like that. It's like, oh, hey, thanks. Yeah, it's very, it's very rewarding, very validating. I have not been validated on my, like, Moths of Flames tattooed yet. Yours is not not as obvious, so it has to be a true like Monster Flames fan. They would have to know. But let's talk about music coming out in 2023 since we kind of teased with that. And we're going to do this kind of like in a speed round fashion so we can include as many bands as possible. And when I say as many bands as possible, it's probably not as many as what some people think, but these are bands that a lot of people know. So, are you ready, Blake? I am. And for all the bands that we have missed or didn't list, please let us know in the comments. I'm sure we missed someone. So, I will start. uh, There's a few bands that have already announced that they are releasing something this year. So, I'll list those first. So, for Periphery, are you looking forward to their album, Blake? After hearing the two singles, absolutely. Yes. That's a yes. A- anyone who's who's not would be crazy. So yes. I'm, and I'm going into this blind by the way. And then August Burns Red, they've also announced they've also announced are you looking forward to that? That's a yes. So you're about those jorts and sandals. I don't have any other wardrobe. Uh Gideon? Yes. All right, so you're looking forward to them. Absolutely. That is some Will yeah. Putney production southern hardcore absolutely and then polaris one that you're not as into as i am if i say no then we're not friends anymore so yes (laughs) (laughs) tell me how you really feel it's australian hardcore and it's automatically a yes by default from now on it's bands that have not announced anything this is just pure speculation so for like moss to flames do you think they'll release something Hopefully, yes. I'll also go with hopefully and looking forward to it if they do. You know, I hope they go back to the Dark Divine age. Do a mix between Dark Divine and New Eternity and Gold. What would that mix sound like? Appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I have nothing else to say about it. It's just appropriate. It's heavy, melodic, true... Heartfelt, honest, angry, angry, inappropriate. Okay, then next up is Velamaya. I can't remember how you feel about this band. I really like Velamaya, and I found them around 2017. It was an it, it was an ex girlfriend who introduced them to me. Do you think they'll have a release for 2023? I would hope so because they've only come out with it, I think two singles in the past two yeah. years. So it, it's about that time. They're, it's they're going overdue. on six years since a album release. Well, listen, they're they're that band that 
releases an album every four years, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's only appropriate for them. So with that said, Blake's looking forward to it. It's time to release something. Uh, Invent Animate. Do you think they'll have a release in 2023? Absolutely. They've been in production with Linden Towers. As I've said in the past episode that they have been working with Linden Towers. They have some material that's coming out. They've released a couple of singles. I, I feel that there's a giant release coming out, at least by the end of the year. And Shade Astray was on your top 10 of 2022. Right. I listened to Elysium. I personally like that one better. Man, you said that song fucks. Yeah, that song does fuck. So, like, <laughs> Invent Animate, you're on my favorites of 2023 already. I'm so looking forward noth- to that. That's nothing but good things. That that makes me so excited, man. That's a conversation for us to be had. And then, so, For the Fallen Dreams, I was surprised that neither single that they released last year ended up in your top songs. Which you could be surprised because that's a biased pick, right? Absolutely. And when those came out, you sent those to me immediately. Because well, I, wanted, I wanted your opinion on them because right. it, it was something so different from what they usually do, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess I wanted a validated opinion. I didn't know how to feel about it, but I knew how I felt about the songs, yeah. or the, the singles themselves. I liked them, but I didn't like them because... It's not what you would typically expect from For the Fallen Dreams. My issue with it was the singing. It goes a little Mm -hmm. too much in the way of like rap five finger death punch in a way. And like that doesn't sound bad. Well, it's just not my taste. I guess we have to give it to them that they branched out, tried something different, right? Yes. In the sense that they are expanding my mind to what to expect from what they're capable of, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's not what I would expect from them. To end the point is that For the Fallen Dreams doesn't sound the same it sounds as when we were 18 years old. I don't know how old we were, but yeah. All right, so Trophy Eyes. Uh, I don't listen to Trophy Eyes. I don't remember anything from them. Okay. This is something... I know that Brandy, your wife... I was going to say fiance. (laughs) She's not your fiance anymore. I was totally at your wedding. (laughs) She listens to them. Uh, What what kind of, tell me about Trophy Eyes. So think of, I guess, punk mixed with a little bit of like maybe instrumentally sicky pee, Beartooth. I know that probably sounds weird. I know some Trophy Eyes fan is probably saying, fuck you, you're wrong. Get off the internet. Well, that's you trying to describe any genre of music. I'm I'm trying. But uh, (laughs) I really like their 2018 album. I thought it was fun. Now, their newer stuff is more pop influenced. Can you compare them to maybe like two bands? Absolutely not. And that's one good thing about them. All right. That sounds good. But people in Australia love them, and they're way bigger over there than they are in America, which is unfortunate, but... This scene is saturated. All right. Well, I'm going to jump off the podcast right now and go listen to Trophy Eyes because Australians approve. But they have a song called Friday Forever. I really liked it. But that whole album is pretty solid. So is this something you would recommend to me personally? Yeah. Yeah. I think you would enjoy it. 
because the vocalist also his name is John Floriani and okay. he just has a more unique voice. He doesn't sound generic. Mm. And uh, there's really good songwriting in their stuff. Is it like a voice that you would have to get used to? No, not okay. not at all. All right. So you're saying I should check this out? Yes, definitely check it out. They're a band that I think is underrated. So everyone listening to this, go check it out. I like it. So they should have a release in 2023 because it's going on five years now. Seems like that's the time where a underground band... Not saying that they're underground, but, you know, maybe underdog band will start to come up and have that significant release Yeah, at this one point in time. So this is their year. I like their band name, Trophy Eyes. That just yeah. sounds cool to me. Absolutely. So they should have a release, and if they do, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So right on. the next band up is a band that I know you're familiar with, Cane Hill. That's right. Do you think they'll have a release? For sure. I mean, they're from Louisiana. I think they're stationed in the North Shore, which is like maybe 20 minutes from New Orleans. So okay. they released a good bit of singles last year and actually mm-hmm. actually in the past two years. And there were singles that I've listened to. Uh, they had an EP. It was very good, very hard. A couple of music videos accompanied with them. I think it's time that they should be coming out with something soon. I don't know. Louisiana artists, they... Louisiana artists and bands, they're here and there. I don't know. They become silent and then they come out the woodwork. So, the Silent Hill and not Cane Hill. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Are we going back to movies? Yes. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, it's definitely a yes for are you looking forward to it? That's a yes. Yeah. It, this was a yes or no round and I'm giving you like the long explanations. So for like Velamaya, Invent Animate, For the yeah. Fallen Dream, Trophy Eyes, Cane Hill, like all of these are bands that we've not heard from in a while, at least mm-hmm. in a meaningful way, as far as like a full length goes. Right. So it will be nice to hear some new sounds, not just the same ones that we've been listening to for the last two or three years. There's a lot to be unexpected with this year. I mean, 2022 was more of bands who built on... Like a 2020 release, yeah. Exactly, right. And they capitalized and came to fruition. Mm -hmm. So this year, I'm kind of expecting the unexpected. Yeah, same here. And we'll get into this once we get to our Spotify wrapped and that kind of stuff. But I'm already like on par to listen to more music this year than I did last year. And that's wild. Yeah, that is wild because last year you really what you were not into music too much. You I was checked out. Yeah, che- totally checked out. And right now what I'm doing is listening to too many podcasts and not listening to enough music. That's how it starts. So we switch we switched roles <laughs> yeah. a little bit. But what what I am expecting is the 10-year anniversary, the 20-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Those bands coming back, like salt and pepper bearded men <laughs> playing man street, metal. Man metal. <laughs> I've never heard it called that before. <laughs> New man, bro side T. Dad metal. Man yeah. metal. Like a Skylit Drive, mm-hmm. for say. Like I loved this band back in 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, which in 10 years will be in a 10 year anniversary period for bands 
in their right. albums. So speaking of a Skylit Drive, do you think that they'll have a release in 2023? I sure as hell hope so. Like this is one of the okay. releases that I'm mostly looking forward to. Their bass player is completely peppered. He's not even salted. This is one of the bands I love the most. I, I want them to come back. They, Wait, do you mean he's completely salted, not com- not at all peppered? Salt would be white. Well, if he had a peppered beard, that would mean that <laughs> he still has a full colored beard. So, well, I mean, like season seasoned wise, you know, like okay, if he's seasoned, think George Clooney. So he's fully salted. He's <laughs> and peppered. Uh, all right. I don't know. I'm confused. Uh, <laughs> all right. What about Mood Ring? Even though they just had a release in 2023. Well, I th- I still think we need to have an interview with the lead singer Hunter. I've yet to find out his last name. This is a official invite to talk to us or talk with us about your journey. I saw you in New Orleans for two and a half songs or one and a half songs. And that wasn't enough. Yeah. Not Blake's fault. He wanted to be there more. Were they the band with the hot sauce? No, that was Kane Hill. And I was supposed to get you hot sauce that day. I was going to get us each two bottles. Yes. Which Kane Hill hit us up with that as well. Yes, please do. Big hot sauce fans. I'm probably going to hit them up first and then we'll find out. Okay. But, Maybe we'll interview them as well. That would be appropriate, right? Yes. If appropriate is the word of the podcast, this is your word of the day. Let's do that. Let's, let's hashtag appropriate. <laughs> let's let's hashtag like. Don't ever hashtag like, but hashtag appropriate <laughs> words for the podcast. Words of the day. Hashtag appropriate. Okay. So uh, sleeping with sirens. Uh. I, no. No. So you don't think they'll have one? Sleeping with Sirens would be like the last thing I would check out. Same here. It would have to be someone saying like, hey, you you really have to check it out. It's different. Yeah. It, re- it really is not what you expect. Like, check it out. So probably no release and probably not looking forward to it if there is. <laughs> Correct. Sorry. All right. So after the burial, do you think they'll have a release? No. I think that's fair, but if they do have a release, what do you mm. look forward to it? 100%, 100%. Same here. So next is As I Lay Dying. Do you think they'll have a release? No, not enough band members. <laughs> they all quit. Yeah, yeah, not enough. And uh, even if they did announce something, I just feel like I'm tired of hearing this band's name at this point. I agree. It, it lands in the Sleeping With Sirens field where it's something along the lines of me checking it out last. And all the students of that band have far surpassed them at this point. That's a good point. So, no. Even and, if and they release like, something, no thank unless you. Unless they were going to maybe go old school, but I don't think that would work No, either. So next is the Acacia Strain. Do you think they'll have a full length because they already have released a single? Yes. Are you looking forward to it? Yes. So this is where I have to disagree because as far as I think that they probably will have released just because they still have a lot of hype around them based off of the slow decay 
But based off the single that they released, I don't really love it. So I can't say I'm looking forward to it. If that's like just the continuated sound. You see, that's where I didn't do my homework. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't listen to the new single. So next up is Currents. Do you think they'll have a release? No. Really? Even with the uh, single that they released? Okay, you're making me you're making me second guess. Okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. And would you look forward to it if they do? It wouldn't be too soon, so yes. Okay. That's fair. And I don't think the single is terrible. It's just I don't know. Like I like their older, older stuff, like twenty seventeen. I didn't love their twenty twenty album, so I'm still going to like keep my eyes out for what they're releasing. It's just not my favorite so far. It seems like they fall into the category of fit for a king, where if you would show someone what metalcore is, yeah. you can show them fit for That's a king, fair. or you can show them currents, and it would be fair enough to justify what metalcore is. So the next band up is Movements. Do you think they'll have a release this year? I think this is <laughs> kind of obvious. Yeah. Well, I say yes. I also say yes, especially after they released Barbed Wire Body and also mm-hmm. Cherry Thrill. And we both definitely would be looking forward to that. I, I would say that this is the mo- one of the top five highly anticipated releases of the year. If we were going to do that. I think it would be their most anticipated album ever. Yeah, ever. Absolutely. All right. So next up is Make Them Suffer. And I definitely think that they will release something this year. Absolutely. After Doomsday with the new vocalists, there's something to look forward to. You mean with Doom Switch? Doom Switch. Said, not Doomsday. You said Doomsday. That's Architects. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also on the list. Yes. But they're actually next up. <laughs> this would be highly anticipated for me as well with Doom Switch. Yeah. Same here. So uh, I hope they release something. And if they do, definitely looking forward to it. Architects, though. All right. So this is one-worded answers only. Yeah. Do we think they're coming out with something? No. And even if they were, it would be a no for, for me. But I know for you, you would at least be partial. Three years from now, yes. So you need some time and space. I need some time. Okay. So next up is Brand of Sacrifice. I'm not sure if they will do a full length. They've done singles here and there. They did uh, Enemy, and then they've done Exodus. I'm not the biggest fan of either one of those, Mm -hmm. but I know you felt differently about those. I did like the new single, but I think it might be another year of singles. I could see that. I think there's a little bit more of touring in the year, shows here and there, and a lot of merch sales. No offense to them by any means. It's just not the brand of sacrifice that drew me in. Mm. Because, like, I like them because there was no singing. Exodus, I liked the singing part. So it brought back, like, the after image brand right. to me. So it's just so the the thing with brand of sacrifice for me is that I enjoyed that they were able to incorporate melody without singing. Okay. Because I think that takes a little bit more effort. Yeah, it really does. And I have a hard time separating that element where they 
really peaked for me with the after image mm-hmm. and where you meet with them at the brand of sacrifice. So I feel like with Exodus, they kind of, they came in the middle a bit mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that, but it's not them being one or the other. I just have to say, like I tried, I've tried to listen to it multiple times and I listened to it last in my car with my wife the mix is just not very good. It's not mm. up to lifeblood standards. And that's a, that's very well, That's a high standard. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but it makes me not look forward to what's next, if that, if that makes sense. I don't think there's a lot of hype for them this year. All right. So next up is Era. Do you think they'll release something? Maybe a single or two, but no. Okay. But if they did, I'm on board now. I would look forward to it. They've done different things in the in the past with new releases. I don't think if they release something so soon, I don't think I would be into it as much. I would like there to be some hiatus. Right, because it would probably dilute their previous release. Mm-hmm. Because the last release was pretty lengthy. Right, just too much is too much. 30 second rant. I'm tired of the argument, oh, all these metalcore bands sound the same. Have I said that before? Yes. But you know what? If someone's singing voice sounds similar to someone else's, they physically can't help that. You can't help what voice you were born with, so stop coming up with the excuse (laughs) that these bands are bad just because you don't like their singing. Rant over. That is directed to no one particularly. Definitely not a YouTuber who did absolutely a, not did a review where he just completely shit on the band. If you hate the genre, don't talk about it because we stopped it. We used to, you know, give bad reviews and stuff. No, if we don't like something anymore, we just don't talk about it. It's better for you. It's better for us. It's better for everyone involved. You know, hardcore. We get it. Go do your commercial whatever somewhere else. I'm not into it. Okay, next up, it's Hurt Wave. Do you think there will be a release? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> your transition. Hurt Wave. I just had, I, I'd get that off my chest, but... Uh, Boy, did I you. don't think there will be... But if there was, I think I would look forward to it. Well, Derek, he said no. He said he was tired. (laughs) Because he put so much energy, not so much energy, into the last Dayseeker album. So he can't give much more to Hurtwave. There's There's a drummer issue right now. And I'm just curious. And they asked us not to question why there's a drummer issue. For Hurtwave or Dayseeker? Dayseeker, which Hurtwave has a drummer, which is the original drummer for Dayseeker. <laughs> okay, now I remember you mentioning this. Okay, yeah. Right. So what is the issue? Where's the problem? I don't... Well, isn't that a little backward? Because if you say, yeah. don't don't ask us to tell you about the drummer situation, that just makes people want to ask? Mm-hmm. So then we don't ask. So next up is Amir. Do you think there will be a release for them? Amir just hit 1 million listeners. Wow. That's wild to me. Suck my fuck. <laughs> is, is that what they said? 
No, that that's Attila. Okay. Same thing, right? Franz. Okay. I like him. By the way, Franz, thank you for liking our Dude, uh, for story. real. Absolutely. Very cool guy. If you want to come was, on the show, join us. That would be wild. That would be wild. I think Franz will do it. Hey, Franz, if you want to come on our show and have an interview or just hang out, this is called Broside Broadcast. So I think you would have fun. We would have fun and just come Suck talk to us. Suck Suck a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, <laughs> Amir. Uh, I would love to hear a new album from Amir, from Amir. Okay. I mean, Frankie Palmieri, he, he never gets old. It doesn't bother me. Amir does not bother me. I can go back to whatever Amir album. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but even when I hear Amir stuff that I don't like, it's not like I'm disappointed. Because right. I'm not going to, it's like, this better be my album of the year. This better change my life. This <laughs> better make my mom not leave me. <laughs> <laughs> this better make dad come home. <laughs> yeah. Where have you been all these years? <laughs> this better get rid of my cigarette addiction. <laughs> <laughs> this better get rid <laughs> We're off the hinges. Talking about cigarettes, Blink-182. Yes or no? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. We've we've not got to talk about this. Tom is back. He is back. And the last Angels and Airwaves album was just a no-go. I don't understand because like the singles leading up to it were great. Mm-hmm. And the, Rebel Girl. then the album just flopped. Yeah, yeah, Rebel Girl was like my top song of 2018, 2019. My youngest brother will contest that it was a good album. And I just don't even want to talk to him about it. Yeah. After that. Grant? Correct. Good job. Grant, come on. Come on, dude. Dude. <laughs> that's what I that's that's what I would say to him. But then he would say back, dude. And that would be the end of the conversation. Blink one eighty two releasing an album this year. With Tom. With with Tom. It has to be with Tom. Next up, Beartooth. Please. 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 If you don't, then you're just leaving us with blue balls. <laughs> and I, I hope that's not why you went with blue for the theme. Album of what? Blue what? Well, Riptide. Oh, okay. It, yeah. All right, I got it. Yeah. Album of the year. So I will give it the biggest shot as a new Beartooth fan. Listen to the top 10, the episode before this. Check it out. Yes. Get your, wind, get your teal windbreaker on and dance around. <laughs> okay, next up is Wage War. And I'm going to say I no. hope so. How about I don't care? Hmm. Interesting. Did you not really care for the last album so much? I listened to it twice. And it was good. I listened to it three times. Okay. Very separated occasions. Mm-hmm. The first time is whenever I believe it was me, you, and our friend Devin. Who's on Discord, a, a Patreon supporter. And then the second time was just a few months ago. I was at the gym. I was in the mood for Wage War. I was like, I'm going to return to this because Relapse was one of my favorite songs of 2022. Mm -hmm. So I have to say, like, I somewhat have a soft spot for Wage War because I think all of the sounds are there. They're just not super consistent, but when they hit, they hit. 
it's it's something for me to go to when I don't know what else I want to listen to. That's very fair. So And I know I'm not going to dislike what I'm listening to. It's going to be pleasing in a fashion where I would say at that moment, this isn't bad. I should listen to this more, but then I don't. All I need from Wage War, realistically, I don't need album of the year or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yep. Give me two or three songs and I'm content. I'm the one who likes pressure. On to the next band. <laughs> <laughs> they were really big in 2021. Ice Nine Kills. I don't care. I don't really care either. I'm not into the theatrics. Okay, it's so not let, for me. Let, so for any of our listeners who do like Iceland Kills, you do give in to the aesthetic of the, the horror aesthetic, the theatrical elements. Let us know why what let us know what we were missing. I want I want someone to convince me to listen to Iceland Kills. Now I seen Iceland Kills in I've seen them live before Mm -hmm. when they were just starting out playing with, I don't know, like 30 people playing before 30 people. Yeah. At like an opening venue for like starting bands, whatever. And they were great. Mm -hmm. Now it's something completely different. There's something I'm missing. So Uh, I don't know about that. I've been hearing their music for the last year in the car because... My wife was supposed to go watch them, or she did. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Again, it's it's late, so my brain is not 100% right now, but I've had to listen to it a lot, and it's not like I hate it. Mm-hmm. But I've heard enough of it at this point to my m- mind is made up that I don't like their music. It's not that it's bad. It's not that it's bad. It's just I personally don't see the appeal, and... If they release something else, I don't care. I like horror movies, as we stated earlier in the episode. I like metalcore. Mm-hmm. Why don't I like this? That's a great point. Yeah. So leave it in the comments. Like I said, I just don't need the theatrics when it comes to music. It's too theatrical for me. Reason why I don't like Chiodos. Okay. Well... The last band on this list (laughs) is Knocked Loose. Do you think they'll have a release this year? So hot take. I thought about this a lot. I think Knocked Loose should take a hiatus. I think at a certain point where you've reached a height of your career and they just released an EP that people really resonated with Mm -hmm. in some way, I think you should fall off for a little bit. Take a break. Make people miss you. Make people miss you. Come back when the smoke is cleared. I'm not going to disagree with this because I will say this music does have a certain threshold. There's only so many people that you can reach. And at what point have you reached everyone that you're realistically going to reach? Exactly my point. I'm sorry, Knock Loose is not going to be the band that convinces someone to listen to this music. It's going to be like some of the lighter bands that we've mentioned, you know, that has some screaming here or there. No one's just going from, oh, I listened to Bubblegum Pop uh, 
Britney Spears to listening to Knock Loose. Which is drastic. Yeah. <laughs> so I agree with that. It's probably best to... Lay low. Lay low. Maybe don't make your fans not as interested in your stuff. Become the legend before it dies old. You know. Make it, people I, ask I just, before you release again. Exactly. I just... What's, what's the longevity? The crowd that you have, their knees are going to get weak. They can only <laughs> kick and punch. So... Needs so weeks, long. Arm, arms are heavy, mom's spaghetti. Eight mile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's the uh, extent <laughs> of the commentary we have for these bands and their potential that's releases right. now, but keep up with us throughout the year and these things. What bands did we miss? Right. Please and let us know. As things release or bands make announcements, we'll be talking about those for sure. There's a lot that we're going to be talking about in the year. This is the first, like I called it earlier, a, not that anyone heard, but a time capsule that we're going to reflect on at the end of the year. Absolutely. So this is going to be the last segment of the show. I'm going to be tying it up soon, but... What were your top five played songs based off your Spotify's 2022 wrapped? So my top five songs, and contrary to my top five of what I've chosen for the year in our last episode, I have at number one, Shade Astray by Invent Animate. Number two, Coffin by Holding Absence, which is actually my number two. Right. Neon Grave by Dayseeker at number three. Sync dot wave at number four, which was my number three mm-hmm. top pick. Afterlife by Aphasia at number four, which was actually my number five, and Caved In at actual number five by Spite on Spotify. So similar artist, maybe just one song, Neon Grave, that wasn't my actual pick. So, for as much as you listen to that, and stat-wise, it showed up on your Spotify wrapped, why didn't you put it in your top 10 of 2022? That's such a good question, because as I evaluated the songs that I wanted to choose for our top 10, it just seemed to be a song that was just too grandiose, like something too obvious, maybe. Okay. And... Something that I feel appealed to too many people that didn't appeal to myself personally. So, like you said, you referred to Britney Spears. What song did you say? Oops, I did it again. Oops, I did it again. Whatever. Uh, you drive me crazy, I think, is the song I had in my head. Okay. Crazy. That appeals to the masses, right? Yeah. The Day Seeker song... Neon Grave, I feel just appealed to the masses. I wanted something more personal. And if I was going to pick a more personal Dayseeker song, it wouldn't have been Neon Grave. It would have been Crying While You're Dancing. So there was a fight between which song I would have chosen to be Mm -hmm. in the top 10. And there were just more personal songs. Just something more to heart. That that makes sense. It's a song that you could listen to to plenty but as far as preference wise if mm-hmm. you really have to sit down and choose that may not be something that like i said preference wise that you're going to put in your top right and my girlfriend 
called bullshit that <laughs> I didn't have that on my top 10. She was astounded. So I'm guessing she really likes it. She really liked it, but she heard it on a daily basis okay. because it was con- in constant rotation. But that doesn't mean that it was a number one choice. Well, tell Kayla that I appreciate her involvement in the show to the point to where she's calling you out. <laughs> I love when she does that. It's great. But for you, the same question, Derek. Was okay. it the same for you? So it was very different for me. Not surprising. So, <laughs> my number one was consistent, Riptide by Beartooth. That right was on. number one in... Uh, my episode last week, and it was my number one song played of 2022 on Spotify. But this is where it gets weird for me. Okay. My number two played song for 2022, according to Spotify, was Nightfall by The Devorous Prada. Hmm. Now, that released in May of 2021. And while I really like that song a lot, I don't remember listening to it that much in 2022. I think that's a thing where we don't really remember what we've consciously listened to Mm -hmm. versus what we've consciously listened to, what we've chosen to listen to. We think we listened to the song we liked the most because we chose it, but what we actually listened to the most was what wasn't played the most. I'll still say, like, I think the song is an absolute classic. Mm -hmm. again if i had to show someone like the best example of metalcore then i would show them this song because it's a great song it's one of my favorite songs ever by this band but i must have been playing this early in 2022 because Mm -hmm. the last half i don't remember listening to it really at all well your listening habits were very different last Mm -hmm. year so there's an inconsistency where you you weren't listening to music in a way that you can actually remember what you were listening to at that time. Very true. But for my number three song on Spotify wrapped was Severance. And that was my number two song on. Alt. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Severance by Alt. So I didn't even find that I think until August and the fact that that ended up in my <laughs> top three. You played the hell out of that song. Yeah, I was listening to that pretty much every single day, sometimes two or three times just in a row. And like, I I can throw that on now and Mm -hmm. I will enjoy the hell out of that song. Well, every opportunity that you had to play music on your own, I think you were just putting on that song. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, I remember I made Brandy hear it. (laughs) <laughs> I remember as soon as I found it, I sent it to you. I sent it to the group. Nolancore. Yeah. Whenever you were up here, we listened to it right before the wedding ceremony. It was on every playlist that we yeah. made. Yes. Rightfully so. <laughs> yes. So I love that song. It, I if I had found it in earlier in the year, it would have been number one probably. It's so weird how time makes the difference on how we appreciate a song but my number four song for my spotify spotify wrapped was skin to skin which is a 2020 song and that held up yeah this song is still holding up better than ever just like severance like this is something that i can listen to every single day and 
surface level, it seems like a pretty basic song, but it's so well constructed. You can understand every single part in it, and the bridge is just masterful. There's three guitar parts going on, I believe, and then bass, drums, and vocals. Mm Mm-hmm. And everything just works together flawlessly. There's so much to pay attention to when you listen to that song. And it feels the same every time. But at, yeah. at the same time, you can feel something different depending on what point in life you're at. And to me, that is a song that is much more than any other song can give you. And honestly, this song, again, so I I heard this a lot in the car because my wife mm. loves this song also. Same. So Same if I were to include yeah. her plays into mine, again, this would probably fall maybe two or three. The song just, just still holds up so much, even after 2020. And that's what makes you want more and more for that band. And even if it wasn't an anticipated release of the year, we, we would still just want more from that band. Absolutely. No matter what. Sing, they, they came just out release with the one, another song. I mean, yeah. And, that, and Cherry Thrill held us up for a whole year. I will say, like, think how good it is of that band that we don't even need a full album from them. Just release us another song. <laughs> right. That's crazy. How many bands can you think about that? Like, uh, just movements. Yeah. So, so the, thank you, Movements. Thank you. My number five is, I kind of teased this earlier, but Relapse by Wage War. Okay. That is a, actually a song that I can imagine that would be on your top. That's mostly because it was like the very first song on my workout playlist. It just got me hyped. It got me in the mood. And uh, it has a catchy chorus. It has really heavy parts. And it's Wage War. Just go so, hard. That album does go hard, though. Yeah. And mm. um, Manic from that album is also yeah. a lot of fun to listen to also. It's making me want to revisit that album and listen to it again. Like I feel like I'm missing not listening to that album enough as much as I was. Still Perhaps. skip High Horse. <laughs> I don't like that song. It just repeats High Horse over and over. That's exactly what I thought yeah. when you said it. I just thought about yeah. a High Horse and then the yeah part. Yeah. <laughs> now getting into like the minutes listened, and I realize you know we're into 2023 now, three weeks in, and this is kind of old news. We've had these stats for a while, but this is our first time right. really getting to share it with you our audience. So we just wanted to share this because we're getting back in the music stuff. And I don't think we've ever shared these kind of stats before. So I've seen people post their spot of stats and I've seen like 78,000 minutes listened or 50 or I've seen 8,000. But what amount of time was that actually that person paying attention to the music they were listening to actually listening versus passive listening, just having music on for the sake of having it on, not paying attention to what you're listening to versus actively listening because we're doing a podcast. I need to know what the fuck I'm listening to (laughs) so I can discuss it later within the year. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know what kind of episode we're going to go through, 
maybe next year or at the end of the year for me to know what exactly I'm listening to. So mm-hmm. I need to pay attention. Me and you both had 35,000 minutes. I had exactly 35,402. And unfortunately, I didn't screenshot mine, apparently, even though it was I thought close. I did. So it, yeah. you had you had, you had 35,782, and I'm very good with remembering numbers, so that's probably very accurate. And I thought you listened to music way more than I did. So I was surprised. And I thought I did too. Yeah. Right? And you listened to podcasts in between. Yes. So you really did some homework. And I listened to like something like... 15,000 minutes of podcast. So between mm. music and podcast, like I was on Spotify a lot. So it was definitely more than what I was expecting, but I guess I was glad that even in a year where I wasn't listening to a lot of new music that I was still listening to something. Did you listen to more or less than you expected? Definitely more. I listened to a lot less than I expected. So do you remember your 2021 stats at all? Or your 2020 Oof. even? Mm, I don't. Because I think for 2020 and also... I was also, really trying hard for yeah, pool side. And also for 21, I think I was up to 50,000 minutes listened for music. That rings true. So I listened to quite a bit less music. But you did. Significantly. I guess even like when I'm not listening to as much, it's still quite a bit. But listening and hearing are two different things. Exactly, yeah. Because I feel like when I got up to the 50,000 mark, maybe I wasn't paying Mm. as much attention to stuff. Well, that 50,000 mark doesn't just happen at 50,000. It happens within a a day. It's going to be a gradual. gradual. So in a day, if you've listened to two albums tops by the third album you're not listening anymore depends on exactly what you're how you're working what you're if you're active like i say actively listening or passively listening and see that's why i mentioned like you know i have attention problems so i will get like you said maybe two albums in for the Mm -hmm. day and then i'll just get busy doing something and I actually can't stand for music to be on and me not to pay attention to it. Okay. I can't function that way because... So you can't passively listen. Yeah, I can't have multiple inputs. So I have to turn it off and do something else. But sometimes I'll sit around and be like, wow, it's kind of quiet right now. Which and bothers me I'll most. throw something on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, I, we can go on a tangent about what we put on <laughs> through yeah. deathly silence. But today, like, I specifically got in the mood, like, that's the thing about taking a break from some music Mm -hmm. that I like is that I can specifically get in the mood for certain stuff. And it's so random. I I completely agree because that's what I've noticed by listening to podcasts a lot more often is that I actually actively choose by what I'm craving on what I want to listen to. And typically, that'll be for this time and period everything before music now so music from 2003 to 2000 and pretty much 13 mm-hmm. that's pretty much what i'm craving on listening instead of trying to find out more find new music i'm trying to go back to music that will satisfy me that i know will be 
a good listen and not something that I might not like. It's funny how that worked because that's how I was for 22. And now in 23, I already have, I think, four or five songs on my top or four or five songs in my favorites of 2023. And I have zero. So there's a role switch. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be interesting to keep up with this throughout the year to see maybe if that starts changing for you, if there's any releases that come out. Because I know you're wanting something to come yeah. out. I think that I think that we we both know how we approach music, so we know how to let music in or, or block music mm-hmm. out. Because we, if we let too much in, we're not going to accept it, and if we yeah. block too much out, then we're not going to learn. Because if I feel overwhelmed or if I feel like something's being pushed on me, it's an automatic no. I don't want... Right. I need it to come to me. I need to be ready for it. And if that's not the case, then no matter how good it may be, I'm not really going to hear it. I'm just going to be listening, but I'm not going to be hearing what's going on. I'm not an astrological person, to say, like, I believe in astrology, but we are both very much Taurus in this sense because we're both yeah. have birthdays in April. And I will always advocate that I'm not a stubborn person, but in the sense of music, sometimes I can be. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is where we land in the Taurian territory. So all of you metalcore astrologists, enthusiasts, tell us we're wrong. <laughs> in our that's our new page the metal core astrologist (laughs) i like that all right well so do you want to listen to more music this year or do you think you're going to cut it back some from thirty-five thousand minutes i feel like when i'm done with my podcast endeavors probably by march i'll be good to go full on okay all music probably sending random playlists to people that i only listen to (laughs) Right. I make playlists for other people all the time, and then I'm the one that ends up listening to it. I think making playlists for people are just our egos making playlists for ourselves. Yeah. Like, wow, I'm proud of this playlist. (laughs) There are some times, though, that I'm like, I know this person will like this. But that's just us caring for someone and thinking about someone, right? That's true. That's our love language for other people. That's what it is. I yeah. love that for us both and everyone loved and involved. Like I said, I'm already on pace to listen to more music this year. I don't really see it slowing down. I'm excited for that. I'm actually looking forward to Fridays for release radar on Spotify, even though I end up don't liking most of it. It's nice to just have a steady stream of new things that I can listen to and make the determination at that point if I like it or not. Maybe in terms of Spotify Wrapped, you'll be the adventurer this year. Yeah, maybe so. I'm, I'm not against it. You know, <laughs> last year I kind of took things mm-hmm. off and now I'm ready to jump back into it and listen to new stuff. I feel like we'll we'll fall into the same role if Spotify yeah. Wrapped puts us into that sort of category. Who knows what they choose to do with their Wrapped. I hope they come up with something a little more spontaneous. I don't know. Something different for Spotify Wrapped. Yeah, I don't want just the same stats year after year. Find new things like, hey, you found this song on this day and within so many hours you listened to it this many times or 
just something Some deep, more analytical. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Definitely. But all right. Well, do you have anything else for our listeners? I just uh, hope Blink-182 doesn't sound like crap. That's it. I want it to be good. I want it to sound like uh, Angels and Airways and Neighborhoods and Les Mark. That's it. Now, I do want to say that we are not necessarily sponsored by Cold Brew, but they are friends of the show and we appreciate their support so much. So if you like iced coffee, cold brew coffee, and you like convenience, go check them out. It's very good stuff. I had recently got a very generous shipment from New Orleans Cool Brew. Check them out on Instagram at New Orleans Cool Brew. They sent me every flavor of their concentrated cool brew, and I can't describe it. You have to go check them out. Check our Instagram as well, because we also promote the product that they have to offer. It's a shot of concentrated coffee, cool brew, and you could take the shot or mix it in with ice and your choice of milk or creamer of some sort. Yeah, it's it's extremely convenient. I take the shot. I go, I go straight for it. I don't mix it. I go straight shot. See, something that I did was I was making uh, protein shakes, like casein shakes, and I would put a shot of that in there with um, a scoop of like chocolate mm. protein, and it made it taste like a mocha. Oh, that's and amazing. And it was really good. That's yeah. What flavor was it? So I was using, I think it was hazelnut. So Th- that's hazelnut crazy. and chocolate. That's crazy. The yeah. first flavor I went for was hazelnut, and Kayla said... You went for hazelnut first. It's like, why not? Hazelnut is like the one of the best coffee flavors. Yes. Yeah, it's so good. It is. You can put it with smoothies. The concentrate actually is just a, a great attribute to any daytime thing you have, like sm- making smoothies or just adding to anything that you're that you're doing within the day. So it, it's great. It's a great caffeine. Absolutely. The caffeine. It's, I'm just gonna get to it. It's caffeine. You just want it, it tastes great and it's caffeine. And also not sponsored, but I do want to give a shout out to Phantom Hot Sauce, which is my own hot sauce brand. I'm hoping to have a full release later in this year, probably around August. And I don't know what else to say other than it's the best hot sauce that I've ever had personally. Flavor. And heat. And heat. At the end. You can have both. It's an amazing hot sauce. I constantly have people from New Orleans try this hot sauce. And the first thing they say is flavor. And for for that, it's very rare. So check it out. Follow us. Follow Phantom. Yes, it's at Phantom Hot Sauce on Instagram. And the uh, hot sauce flavor is Maple Ghost. And it literally will go on anything. I've been putting it in my red beans and rice lately, and it is fire. Not hot. That sounds not hot fire. Yeah. It just adds a sweetness to it. It's amazing. It can go on sweet and savory. I have one bottle left, and it's a bottle that I'm not opening because it's batch one. Bottle one. Okay. No, batch two, bottle one. I can't open it. All right. Well, I think that ties everything up for this week. Thank you again for listening. And check out New Orleans Cool Brew. Check out Phantom Hot Sauce. And I'm just excited to be back into doing this again. It's so much fun. Me too. It, it, this is just great. So talking about music, doing podcasts again. We said this would be short and we just ran late. So <laughs> it is what it is, though. 
But all right. Well, with that said, my name's Derek. And I've been Blake. And you'll hear us next Monday. Right on.